It's the Jeremiah Show. to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. I hear him before I see him. His voice booms from the recording studio down the hall. He's laughing a deep, genuine chuckle. And I know that voice. Where have I heard the voice before? Then I see him in the doorway. He fills the frame of the door, all six, two inches of him. He's got a cowboy hat pushed back, just so on his forehead. In my imagination, recalling this first sighting of, of my special guest today, he's got a belt buckle and cowboy boots on, but I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> In my mind, he does. He's Big Jim Williams, legendary broadcaster and writer. And lives here in Santa Barbara, California. Big Jim has flourished in print, online, in audiobooks, and in radio dramas on NPR. He is a lifelong broadcaster since 1949, a former Voice of America news stringer, a film nar narrator, a retired public information officer, Army Signal Corps veteran and television productions and a writer of crime humor and suspense magazine ghost stories his radio drama close encounters of the confederate kind produced by san francisco's shoestring radio theater aired on over a hundred npr stations Big Jim did morning radio at kdb in santa barbara for 10 years from 1959 what was that? Would that be 1959 to 69? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I got uh, a here. Before joining SB, that's Santa Barbara, City College. And 10 years before that, he was in Ventura at KVVC and KUDU Radio. Big Jim Williams loves Old West history. It's historic sites and the courageous pioneers who had the guts to wagon train west in frontier America. He is the author of Jake Silverhorn, Texas Ranger series. He has published by DS Productions featuring his novels, Border Justice, Texas Justice, Seeking Justice, and the 2022 release, Gallows Justice. These are all available on Amazon and more. Cattle Drive... Jim's initial Western book won the Western Fictioneer's 2014 Best First Novel Award. Wow, congratulations. I've been fascinated by Jim's voice for nearly a decade, maybe longer. Feels like it's always been there. 
coming through my radio speakers in my car uh, all times of the day, but I'd never met the man. So today, together, we all get to meet legendary broadcaster and writer, Big Jim Williams. Welcome, Big Jim. Thank you. That's quite an introduction. I really appreciate it, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. It's nice to have you across from me. I, I, I don't mind talking about, you'd say radio, Dr. D's sitting off to my right here. Jim's across from me. And we're at the console. We're really close here, all together in a little broadcasting room where we love to be. Yes, we, we love all agree. Yeah. We love to yeah. be yeah. here. Yeah. And uh, we started the broadcast, and one of the microphones went out. I love to talk about what happens behind the scenes <laughs> for the listeners, because um, I'm such a, a student or a fan of radio. When things would go wrong, and I would hear them on air and with different hosts and different radio programs that I listen to. It was always, to me, that was the most, I, it's exciting. I could feel the adrenaline. I could feel the anxiety. Something was going on. Something was wrong. Something, some, a tape didn't play correctly or, or something like that. Well, the mic wasn't working. My mic wasn't working, which is probably a good sign, or probably someone was sending me a sign. <laughs> the only thing worse is when you're, uh, you think your mic is dead, uh, and, you, <laughs> and you start telling uh, stories about your boss on the air. Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah, only that, thing that's worse. That could be yeah, a lot yeah. worse. I, I could see and that's that. happened to almost all of us, yes. God, has yeah. happened to you, Doctor? All you? microphones are always alive, yeah. No, that was the last one. We've all learned the hard way, yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. So the microphone went out, and Richard's, Jim and I just getting to know each other, and across the console here and Richard's working so hard on figuring out how to how to get the mic back hot and live and um, and you said something that I thought was interesting just to start off the talk here with you Jim that both of you looked at each other and said that's radio that's real radio why is that well simply because it's uh, the technical things that go wrong today are actually usually a little minor compared to what they used to be a long time ago because you had uh, the technology today is just absolutely amazing, like the camera that's on me that is about the size of a package of cigarettes. And in the old days, when I first worked in television in 1953 and 54, the cameras were about the size of a refrigerator and with an image orthicon tube that cost $1,200. Now you can buy a camera like this for just a few hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. It's amazing, the yeah. technology. But, um, uh, and all the transmitters we had, the transmitters were as big as a, a house. <laughs> now they're tiny, especially if you have an FM signal. Uh, you know, it's just, the technology today is amazing with satellite radio, AM ref radio, FM radio, uh, studio transmitter links, whatever it may be. It's just the technology today is uh, it is mind-blowing. You know? yeah. yeah, so much. It's opened up such a, a yeah. bigger world <coughs> to, to broadcasters yeah. like myself and, yeah. and, and reaching the, the world, you know, reaching small little towns in, uh, you know, in Africa or... Um, through streaming. U Ukraine, yeah. yeah, through yeah. streaming and, and podcasts and things like that. Uh, Ukraine was my has been my number two most listened to audience since oh, we started. That's which is fantastic. Just, just, I don't know anybody in Ukraine, yeah. but they're out there and they're listening. So um, it's just incredible. I agree with you, the technology. Well, you grew up in a small town. 
down the coast a little bit here next to us. Uh, one of my favorite spots to get away to, Ojai, California. Correct, yeah. During the last days of the Great Depression, um, we've all read, I think, Grapes of Wrath in school. What was the Great Depression like? You know, what were your memories of that time? And your well, my experience? folks came out of the Midwest uh, around that time, about 1922, 1924. And uh, I was raised in the Ojai Valley, as you point out have three older brothers. They're all gone now, unfortunately, and I'm the youngest of four. And um, But I was raised there in a small town where you could get on your bicycle and ride around town all day long, and uh, everybody knew you. And I'll tell you one thing, if you got in trouble on the south side of town, by the time you got home, your mom knew about it. <laughs> it was that kind of a small town atmosphere. And not much really in Ohio has changed that much over the years, too, since I left there. Graduated from high school in 1950. And uh, happened to be the class president. I won by one vote. By the way, I want you to know when we had the no, we had the elections. There were only fifty two. No only no, uh, fifty two people in our class, and um, so when they had the elections, I thought, well, I'm going to be a generous person. I'm going to vote for the other person. <laughs> You know, and I learned a lesson in life. So I voted for the other person. And when we started counting the ballots with 52 students, we ended up with 50, 50 percent. Uh, so <laughs> I, I w it was self-defeating. And so they took, we did out. a second ballot. And this time I voted for me. <laughs> and I won by one vote. <laughs> so what is the lesson in life? There? The lesson in life is vote for yourself. Vote for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of yourself first. <laughs> yeah. Be nice. Yeah. Be nice to the loser, I guess. Is mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Anyway, that uh, that was a. And I started working in radio when I was still in high school, a senior, and uh, had an opportunity to do a boys uh, club radio show in Santa Paula, which is a few miles away. And I grabbed it. I wanted to work on radio. I loved radio. I'd been singing on radio, as a matter of fact, on one of the stations in Ventura, where eventually I ended up uh, working. But I, uh, on one of their amateur shows, I started singing down there, won the first week, lost the second week, but I was on twice singing some songs, and that was fun. And uh, later on, I did a lot of amateur musicals, too. That was fun. But uh, so I got into radio with the idea in mind of doing drama, writing dramas, and uh, performing as a narrator or actor. That's really what I wanted to do. But in the nineteen, the late 1940s, early 50s, television was coming along, and television literally clobbered radio at that time. Okay. And uh, it was uh, so, uh, but I still wanted to work in radio and did, but uh, had the, finally had the opportunity to do a radio drama and wrote one. It was produced, as you mentioned in the opening, um, in San Francisco and then bicycled on uh uh, about 100 uh, NPR stations across the United States, a thing called uh, Close Encounters of the Confederate Kind. And uh, it was a drama, sort of like escape uh, or suspense, that type of thing. It was fun to do. Someday I'd like to do some more of them, too. Yeah, fun. Yeah. My very special guest today on the show is Big Jim Williams. Uh, legendary broadcaster here in California, and uh, it sounds like globally as well with his um, shows that uh, that he's produced over the years for NPR and, and uh, many different radio stations. He is the author of the Jake Silverhorn Texas Ranger series. He has published by DS Productions featuring his novels Border Justice, 
Texas justice seeking justice in the 2022 release Gallows Justice. These are all available on Amazon as, many, as well as many other books. And, and um, Jim's Cattle Drive, his initial Western book, won the Western Fictioneer's 2017 Best First Novel Award. I have to start there. He welcomes emails online at BigJimWilliams2 at Cox.net. A few of the readers have commented about Big Jim's writings, and I like this one. He knows how to spin a yarn. He keeps me flipping pages. Good action, interesting characters. You can find all his books on Amazon. We'll be right back. Restaurant is a tasty new segment on the Jeremiah Show. Host Will Knox, renowned restaurant real estate specialist, serves up a fresh look at the restaurant business. On the menu, celebrity chefs, startups, operators, deal makers, designers, and those are just some of the appetizers. Look for all of Mr. Restaurant shows. Tell your smart speaker to play the Jeremiah Show, Mr. Restaurant. Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. This is a copy of my latest book that's just out, uh, me, Big Jim Williams, and it's simply called uh, Jubal Beckman, Mountain Man. And it's a story of... Um, an escaped black man back around, oh, about 1840 or so. And he decides that what he really wants to do is he leaves the plantation. Um, he's not too fond of being a slave. And he's about 12 or 14 years old. And he takes off for the wilderness of America to join other men who are referred to as mountain men. And these were the great hunters out there. Um uh, out there in the wilderness of America, looking for uh, beaver pelts, um, skins of other animals and the like, and looking, too, for a future where they could eventually uh, have a good living, save their money, eventually return back to society, and the next thing you know, have a good life. So this book is all about that, and it's called, as I said, Jubal Beckman, Mountain Man, Written by me, Big Jim Williams. The name Jim Williams is a very common name, so 
I thought I'd probably better put something up there, you know. I could call myself little, but I'm tall. So I decided to call myself Big Jim Williams. It's, a, it's an adventure on the frontier of America. And this guy, this black ex-slave, ends up marrying a Cree Indian. It's based a little bit on an actual person. There was a gentleman by the name of James Beckworth who actually did live. This book is all fiction, but I sort of had him in the back of my mind when I wrote it. So if you ever get an opportunity, it's available on Amazon Books. Hope you'll give it a try. Okay, thanks very much. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Hi, I'm Mariel Hemingway, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. Our very special guest today is Big. <laughs> Big Jim. Big Jim Williams. Uh, very legendary broadcaster here and, and uh, such an honor to have you on the show. Um, it's an art form that I love or it's a, a medium that I love. Uh, I've loved all my life and and uh, Big Jim is a voice that I've heard all my life, and I've never met him face-to-face. So we bumped into each other here at the station a few days ago, and here he is now sitting in front of me, and we're, we're getting to know each other. And, and maybe you've listened to him and heard his voice for all these years but have not had an opportunity to, to, to l- learn a little bit about Big Jim Williams, looking at his, and you're looking at two of you on the YouTube channel right now, looking at his new book, Jubal Beckman, Mountain Man. Do you want to retitle that on the show? (laughs) 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 You have that opportunity. Well, uh, when when I first suggested, first wrote the book, uh, the, the title I had for it originally was uh, Jubal Beckman, Black Mountain Man, uh, because he's an ex-slave, and uh, uh, the publisher shot that down. Well, it's interesting. I didn't know the stories of that. I was reading the jacket, and yeah. I was reading a little bit about it. There were a lot of escaped slaves that there were a few of them that were, uh, were on the frontier as uh, mountain men. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, men and women, 
not too many women, but uh, men, and some were free, free black men, and some were uh, escaped slaves, um, which is interesting. And one of the, the real people was a guy by the name of James Beckworth, who was a former slave. And uh, he uh, came to the frontier, uh, lived there for many, many years, was a great hunter, married a local Cree Indian woman, uh, actually became so uh, associated with the Indian tribes, uh, the Cree Indians, that eventually he actually became what you might call a chief or leader in one of the tribes. Um, and lived out his life on the frontier of America. Yeah, it, it's an interesting. Of course, why did the mountain that subject matter. Why did this this character? Speak well, I, I sort of used him as a, maybe a, a shadow or something, mm-hmm. but I, it's not a it's not a biography or autobiography in that sense of the word. But I just wanted to uh, point that out because there were such people. Yeah, and interesting. Uh, I, I think uh, it's a great. But I wish I'd have been able to use the word maybe uh, escape slave or something of that nature in the title of the book. Yeah, just to really give the uh, the, the person who picked it up yeah, a real yeah, good, clear yeah, description get a of, concept. of what the story. I really I think it's an, a fascinating story, and uh, yeah, definitely pick the, pick a copy up. It's uh, Big Jim Williams, he, Jubal Beckman, Mountain Man. I wanted to go back before we get into the writing. Sure, your writing career is is uh, incredible, and 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 so many. You, you said ten novels now. Ten I have ten, ten books. books. I got uh-huh. books, yeah. Let's go back to the broadcasting, and and if we could a little bit, um, because you've been a broadcaster since 1949. Right, you've seen so much uh, that has happened in. Uh, some of these milestones, monumental, um, monumental life, you know, events. You you were there as a broadcaster. Uh, when I listen to bro- radio broadcasters from those days, much as movie picture actors, movie picture what they they were called then, right? The dialect. The pronunciation was much different then and broadcasting, how people actually speak or how people actually speak now. Maybe they spoke the same way then, but the broadcasting, there was definitely a way that uh, the spoken word was communicated. Um, Did you have, as a young broadcaster... Jim, was it a challenge for you to switch between how you learn to communicate in your day-to-day life and then how you communicated as a radio broadcaster? Was there a switch? Do you know what I mean? Some of those, the dialect was so almost like theaters, like like somebody was on stage. Well, there is a little more projection, I believe, when you're uh, on the air uh, using your voice right now, for example than regular casual conversation. But I ended up basically doing a lot of morning radio, and I didn't use the word Big Jim Williams, by the way. I called myself the unsha- unshaven one because I didn't shave in the morning. I got up and 
too soon to uh, on in there. Called myself the Scourge of Sycamore Canyon, too. <laughs> so these were nicknames that I had for myself. And I did a program called Wake Up with Williams. My nephew, who's on this radio station right now, Mike Williams, is uh, Mike in the morning. And uh, we are related. I'm his uncle. He's my nephew. I did it. But Put yeah, two and two together. Yeah, but I I did morning radio for years as simply Jim Williams and the old unshaven one. And every once in a while, somebody actually will recognize my voice. I was in uh, the Ronald Reagan Museum a year or two ago, and this woman stepped up and she saw my name tag and she said. You're the one I used to listen to on the radio when I was a kid. And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate being recognized. And she said, yeah, when I was a kid, my mother and I used to listen to you every morning on KDB. And she said, and then I asked her, I said, uh, what are you doing now? And she said, I'm retired. So that gives me an idea how long ago that was. Well, you're also a terrific writer. Let me tell you about Mountain Men. Mountain Men roamed America's unexplored West, trapping beaver from about 1820 to 1840. This breed of rugged men, including a scattering of escaped and freed black slaves, with their buckskins and long rifles, faced hostile Indians, wild animals, hunger and death, hundreds of miles from families and civilization. They hunted in fur companies or as free trappers working alone in the rugged Rocky Mountains, relying on their cunning and skills to survive starvation, buffalo stampedes, blizzards, and endless Indian battles in their quest for beaver pelts. This is a novel, Mountain Men, of fiction featuring... Black Mountain Men, Jubal Beckman, man, I should say, who is a young man, escaped as a slave, and he flees into America's unmapped wilderness to avoid slave catchers and become a free trapper. And such men really lived. Deadly conflicts and adventures follow from knife fights to battles with Indians, with bears, blizzards, and nature. Beckman loves to sing, to dance, to make love and drink, and tell outlandish tales during the annual rendezvous that brought rendezvous, excuse me, that brought mountain men, whiskey traders, and peaceful Indians together to compete, gamble, dance, play music, and swap stories, yarns, and lies. His goal is to earn money to free his mama glow and family from slavery. He hunts with a big dog. He falls in love with a Cree Indian woman, and he fights as a Union soldier during the U.S. Civil War. It's historical fiction and action all rolled into one. And it's Big Jim Williams' latest book, Jubal Beckman, Mountain Man. And you can find it on Amazon. We'll be right back. Where the winds hit heavy 
on the borderline remember me to one who lives there for she once was a true love of mine see for me that her hair's hanging down It curls and falls all down her breast See for me that her hair's hanging down That's the way I remember her best If you go When the snowflakes fall When the rivers freeze And summer ends Please see for me If she's wearing a coat so warm To keep her from the howling If you're traveling in the north Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio, The Jeremiah Show, airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. CoreRadio.rocks. Hey there, I'm Caleb. I'm Becca. And I'm Joshua. And we, we are a girl, girl Named Tom. Tom. Go to girlnamedtom.com to hear more of our music, buy merchandise and learn about our story you're listening to the jeremiah show hi uh big jim williams here again i really appreciate the opportunity to talk about some of my books although i was a a broadcaster full-time for over 20 years when i finally stepped aside from that career stepped aside from that career and noticed how i should have stepped aside because i can't say the word right words but anyway i stepped aside from that career and uh, started uh, actually a third career by doing a lot of writing and as i mentioned a couple of minutes ago on one of our other breaks i talked about uh, my latest novel right here but here's one i wrote to just about a year ago and it's called escape west and it's um it's all fiction it's a story dealing with uh, uh, a guy from Ireland who joins the uh, American army around uh, long about the time of the Civil War. Uh, and he fights against the uh, terrible things that are happening to the American Indians, uh, especially those very peaceful Indians that have been slaughtered by uh, a one-eyed uh, captain in the cavalry of the United States Union Army. So anyway, uh, he ends up, uh, my particular character, he ends up becoming um, a fugitive and being chased across the United States. Therefore, the title, Escape West. And he has a young Indian girl with him at the time, too, who's been wanted by the uh, authorities as well. So they go across the Pacific Northwest, pursued by an army brigade, and uh, cross rivers in the wintertime and uh, face... Uh, lions and tigers and bear and just about everything you can possibly imagine in this pursuing army. So if you get an opportunity, this too is available on uh, Amazon Books, simply called Escape West by me, 
Big Jim Williams. I hope you'll give it a read. And sometimes what I suggest, too, even if you don't want to read the book, go buy a couple hundred copies because they make everything from doorstops, make wonderful Christmas gifts, also birthday presents. And, uh, you know, you can, if you got really cold, you can even burn them. <laughs> I don't recommend that. But anyway, I hope you do give my books a read. You'll find them up on Amazon. Thanks. You've been listening to The Jeremiah Show. I am Miles Zuniga from Fastball. Hey, this is Tim. And this is Christian. We're L1011. Hi, this is Ron Sexsmith on The Jeremiah Show. And we're back with The Jeremiah Show. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. I am sitting here in studio with a legendary radio broadcaster, uh, television broadcaster, writer, Big Jim Williams. Big Jim Williams, welcome back. Hey, thank you for having me back here, Jeremiah. I wanted to mention, too, in respect to my book, uh, Jubal Beckman, Mountain Man, um, that Jeremiah, your name, also fits into Jeremiah Johnson, the great, great motion picture that starred Robert Redford. Can you believe that movie is now 50 years old? No, I cannot, actually. I um, just got a copy of my Western uh, magazine I subscribe to called True West, and they've got a wonderful feature in there. And Pollock, who directed the film, also the Pollock Theater out at UCSB is that uh, connection. Sydney Pollock? Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but Jeremiah Johnson, from the standpoint of a, of a great, great mountain man movie, is fantastic. I recommend go see it again. Yeah, that was yeah. my dad's favorite. I've, I've seen it many times. I can't believe it's 50 years here. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, uh, speaking of a long time ago, but it feels, it, it's still, as Dr. D just said a few moments ago, it's still still pretty close to all of us. Uh, you were on air when John Kennedy was shot. On November 23rd, uh, 1963, um, I was doing the morning over at KDB Radio 1490 on the dial AM. And uh, along about, about, about 10 o'clock, 10.30, something like that, uh, I was playing music, went down the hall to an Associated Press teletype, looked down, and there was one little headline that said, Dallas, Texas, Kennedy shot. That's all it said. Dallas, Texas, Kennedy shot. And I went back, and I put it on the air. And then the teletype started spewing out all of this information. And our newsman came in, uh, Vic Fergie, 
And the two of us were alternating, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, uh, reading the latest bulletins coming out. And uh, their first reaction for all of us, of course, was that uh, President Kennedy had been wounded, that, you know, he's going to be okay. That was what we all hoped for. But then within about an hour or so, uh, it was very obvious that he was dead. And then when Walter Cronkite came on and uh, announced on television on CBS that the President of the United States had been assassinated, that was terrible. Some of the side effects of that period of time I don't think people are aware of. Television, radio, and TV went blank for three days. Virtually all radio stations in the United States and television stopped running commercials. I don't think most people know that. But they they went to playing somber music. They went to doing news. It was a terrible time in America. Uh, people were extremely sad. I took a, a reel-to-reel tape machine, went down on State Street on the corner of Anapamu and State where the old Pelchin Sun used to be and set it up and did a man-on-the-street program. I wish I still had that tape. But I had a house fire in 1977 that took care of things like that. Mm. But interviewing people on the street and got their opinions, they went back and put it on the air. What were some of the things that people were telling? People were sad, and everybody remembers exactly where they were on that date of November 23rd, uh, 1963, when Kennedy was assassinated, as they remember where they were on 9-11, when the planes crashed into the big towers in New York. But uh, people were sad. People were crying. Uh, it was unbelievable. This un- very un- young president who was assassinated. And uh, then later on, his brother, who was also assassinated. One that we should uh, refer to, go back and think about. And uh, one of the things I did the next day after the assassination, it dawned on me that we had been getting all of these items from the Associated Press, including a picture of Kennedy that had been typed out, and also a picture of Abraham Lincoln that had been typed out using the letters of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. And we had thrown all of those in the trash. I went back through the trash and pulled out all of those documents, all of those bulletins dealing with the assassination, and stuffed them in a paper bag. I got them all, except I could never find the initial one that said Dallas, Texas, President shot. Never could find it. And, but I saved all of those, put them in a paper bag, and kept them at home. But there again, that fire in 77 took care of that, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, the great Jim Williams, <laughs> broadcaster, writer, he's with us this hour. Uh, Jim loves to, to hear from you, so you can email him at Big Jim Williams and the number two at cox.net. We'll be right back.
Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. everybody, this is Anne Hitch. Hey everybody, I'm Art Alex Hux from the band Everclear. My name's Danny Drayo. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Jeremiah, you're loved, home. Do you need help with your restaurant or hospitality business? See how we can help your business at hjlrestaurantadvisors.com. Hi, Big Jim Williams back here again, and thanks for the opportunity to talk about some of my books. This is one of my very latest. It just came out within the last couple of weeks, as a matter of fact. There are 15 authors in the book, and I'm one of them. And uh, Richard Proush, who is uh, the editor of the book and also a very fine writer, I put together this uh, collection, which is available up on Amazon. Hope you'll give it a chance to uh, to read it. And uh, all Western stories. I've written something like 10 books so far, and I've been very proud of that particular fact. This is the very first book I ever wrote called Cattle Drive. It's now been retitled to as a desperate cattle drive. And I was very fortunate because I won an award for it. Um, a first-time award granted by the Western Fictioneers. I'm a member of the Western Fictioneers, about 150 people who uh, uh, are all Western writers, and I'm also a member of the Western Writers of America, WWA. Great people, very helpful. One thing I've always found out about writers in my years that I've been doing this is they're very, very helpful to each other. But this one covers a cattle drive in 1873, where a man who's desperate to not lose his cattle ranch drives a 25 head of cattle across northern Texas in the middle of summer. Not a very smart move, but if he doesn't get them to market, he's going to lose them all. And he has a successful way of finally doing it, but there's a lot of intrigue, a lot of... uh, battles that go on in the interim, and I hope you'll give it a read. Anyway, it's available up on Amazon, and uh, the title is uh, Cattle Drive, uh, also titled as Desperate Cattle Drive, a desperate cattle drive. With my name on it, Big Jim Williams, I'm not a midget, I'm a very tall guy, 6'2", so I was looking for some other way to cover my name, Jim Williams, which is a very, very common name for authors. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Tim Stack. And having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends. And you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of the Jeremiah Show. So listen. Hey, this is Jeff Stump Baxter. Please open your heart and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected. You won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Welcome back to The Jeremiah Show, here with Jim, Big Jim, Williams. 
and we're talking about his broadcasting career. But what you may not know is that Big Jim is a fantastic writer, uh, really specializing, I think it's fair to say, and, and you really love the Western genre. But I have written and uh, I've written a, uh, three ghost stories, for example. I like writing ghost stories for Suspense Magazine. Mm -hmm. Those are fun to do. I've written uh, a lot of just short stories dealing with uh, general subjects. And uh, I've written a lot of comedy pieces dealing with uh, the frontier of America and the uh, gold mining areas of California and Virginia. Those are fun to do, too. And... Uh, then I've written a radio play, uh, Close Encounters of the Confederate Kind, that was aired, we mentioned earlier on. Uh, but the Western genre is something I've slipped into and I enjoyed it. Uh, currently, I'm working on a, a book that's totally different than anything I've ever done. It's a modern crime novel and uh, dealing with the cartel and uh, a guy who finds uh, a lot of money that belongs to the cartel and wants to keep it. And that leads to a lot of drama. So yeah, I'm imagine. having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. yeah, that sounds yeah. like a, a great novel. Do you have yeah. a title yet? Or we? I'm sorry? Do you have a title yet? Or do uh, no, we I do we, not. We no. want to tease that. You'll have to come back. I have written uh, uh, quite a bit of nonfiction, too. Uh, I prefer to write fiction. But, for example, I did a series of uh, articles in the Goleta paper when it existed. Uh, including an article dealing with this last stagecoach driver over San Marcos Pass, uh, going over to uh, the San Inez Valley. That was an eight-hour drive uh, led by six horses. And uh, that was fun to do, too. And some other pieces dealing with the Marine Corps Air Base and things of that nature. Yeah. Why the Western? Why are you drawn to Westerns? You, you grew up here in Ojai and on the Central Coast. Santa Barbara, and I know there's a great Western West uh, history, Western history. Um, I, you know, for instance, I was on State Street, and I, I saw a plaque the other day that said, "This is where the Wells Fargo, you know, Express would would drop, and they would start over the the mountains here, the San you know, the Mountains, and they would come over." That it was a whole day, a whole day trip where the Wells took Fargo. them eight hours. Yeah, and uh, the, they began usually right up about where the Arlington Theater is. That's where I saw the park. yeah, and yeah. it used to be the Arlington Hotel occupied that site. Uh -huh. Yeah, what did you? What do you love? Like, what are some of the facts that we may not know that that you absolutely love as a as a writer that intrigue you? Well, one of them is the fact that when the stagecoach went north. Uh, toward the San Inez Valley, it went up through uh, Slippery Rock, which is a area that I had a chance to see about a year ago. And uh, Chinese coolies were brought into play, and they in turn were able to carve into the uh, sandstone a pathway for the wheels of the carriage hmm. to go up, led by the six horses. Wow. And stair-stepping, too, wow. which is amazing. It's uh, it's in private land. It's not accessible to everybody. But through a wonderful association, someone who really helped me out, I appreciate it and got a chance to see that. But I love Western history. I think that the, the people who occupied the American West, uh, the people on the wagon trains, the people who came forward on the stagecoaches, uh, that came from uh, across the Mississippi, 
They wanted to come to what would eventually become California, Nevada, New Mexico, Oregon, Washington. What marvelous people they were, courageous people. The Mormons included, who came west and settled uh, in Utah. Uh, these were pioneer people, uh, gutsy people, uh, who wanted a better life and found it that way. And uh, But uh, as they say on the Oregon Trail, there is a, f- uh, a burial site about every mile from somebody who died while coming on the Oregon Trail. Yeah. The the, the uh, stories are probably endless that you could yeah you know pull. F- Did you watch the um, the television show? The, it was it eighteen eighty three or eighteen eighty four? I haven't seen that one oh though, but God, I've seen some so well. other ones. Yes, that are Taylor Sheridan, such yeah, a good you, that are that's great, so yeah. great. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of uh, Dancing with Wolves. That that style where it was just good storytelling, great. Oh, that's a great book. Yeah, great yeah. book, great movie. Yeah. Well, if someone was, you know, it's the holidays right now, and a great time to buy a book for someone you love or for yourself, which would, and you had one to buy, which would, was there a book that you would have them start with, Jim, of yours? Well, uh, I've, as I said, I've written 10 books. Uh, I've got three collections of short stories out there, and I'm very proud of those. My latest book, of course, is the Jubal Beckman Mountain Man. Uh, which uh, covers a, a, a black slave who escaped from the South. Um, I've written uh, the books, and I'm, I'm very proud of them. Uh, I think my first book is one of the best books I ever did, called Cattle Drive, Desperate Cattle Drive, by Big Jim Williams. And also um, my uh, other book, too, which is a big fat one, called Escape West, uh, which has a lot of... Um, a lot of twists of the tale of people who live on the frontier and uh, cope with all the various elements. And um, uh, those, those, those books I really recommend uh, because I think they're some of the best ones I've done. And, uh, but, you know, you always think, too, that the last piece you wrote is the best one. one. Yeah. Isn't that true? The last program you did is the best one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The last wife you had was the best one. <laughs> My last girlfriend wasn't the best one I ever had. <laughs> that doesn't work with girlfriends, does it? <laughs> big Jim Williams, Big Jim, Jim Williams. Sorry Thank for the cough that I've had today, well, too. Well, I'm going to quit torturing you and making you Just getting you over this talk. cold, yeah, but yeah. I've had a wonderful time today. I had a wonderful time with you as yeah, well. Yeah, I could do this forever <laughs> if the voice would hold out, yeah. I could do it with you forever as well, and, and so many great stories, and, and lucky for us, you're, you've put out a lot of good stories, so we can we can read some of your books. You can find them all on Amazon.com. I'm going to try to find the, uh, the the thing that you did with NPR, the um, Close Encounters of the Confederate Kind. I'm going to try to find that and put it up for the listeners, so we can we can listen to that. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. It's also but, available too um, out of the. Um uh, museum up in uh, Bellingham, Washington. They did a version of it up up there too. What's the, the Ameri- museum? Up- yeah, it's called the American Museum of Radio and Electricity. And as a matter of fact, when I was there a couple of years ago, uh, they had my uh, radio play on a a CD uh, in a rack, hmm. and I went over and I pulled three of them off and uh, walked over to the guy and I said, "By the way, I wrote this." 
um, and uh, I'd like to buy some copies. And he said, oh, take them. They're yours. <laughs> but they had a they had their own radio station there, yeah. a low-powered FM station, where they play old-time radio shows. And then they also produce and record new radio programs, oh, which I find wonderful. And they did mine, Close Encounters of the Confederate Kind, and others as well. So uh, that was fun. That was fun to meet the people that yeah. were also involved in the production of that. Yeah, And we've actually got a lot of listeners up in Bellingham, Washington. Oh, do you? Not. Good. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Bellingham. <laughs> it's a beautiful area. <laughs> Big Jim and I say hello. And Dr. D. Last question. I know this is a simple. You probably get asked this all the time, but I would not feel good about not getting this advice from you. Um, you know, what is there something simply that you could, that you, a couple things you could tell broadcasters, someone that wants to be a broadcaster, someone that wants to be the next Jim Williams, would you, what would you say that you've learned over all these years, a couple things that might help them along their way, their path and find their path in, in the career? I think uh, getting a good background in journalism is an excellent thing to do and a good background in uh, um, grammar, English. Mm-hmm. And uh, be willing to to uh, move, to start out, uh, go find a job someplace. If it means that you can get a job in Utah, grab it. If it means you can get a job in Wyoming, grab it. If you can get a job locally, so much the better. But uh, I think all of us have worked in various places. Uh, I ended up working in New Jersey for a while. And I've worked in San Luis Obispo, Ventura, Santa Barbara, uh, on the East Coast as well as the West Coast, yeah. But uh, put a little uh, adventure in your feet and don't be afraid to move around and go off and start someplace else because all of us did. All of us have, yeah. Great advice from uh, legendary broadcaster. Hey, thank you very much for having me, Jar. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Communicate. But listen more and evolve. Everybody have a great Thank week. Thank you, Jeremy. All right.
Hi, this is comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Hi, everybody. I'm Billy Vera, and I'm here to tell you about my memoir. My memoir is called Harlem to Hollywood, and it's available at Amazon and just about anywhere great books or even lousy books are sold. But mine's a good one, and I think you'll enjoy it. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. This is Miles Copeland. Yeah, I just had the honor of speaking to the Jeremiah Show. Who would have believed that little old me would have the opportunity to speak on such a prestigious show? And they even talked about my book, Two Steps Forward, One Step Back, My Life in the Music Business. So it was a great pleasure to uh, be on that show, the Jeremiah Show. I love you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.